Hey everyone, I'm Haley Bloom-Peterson and this is Our Stories, Our Health. We're here to share your stories, your experiences with our so-called healthcare system, to shed some light on the ways in which it fails us, the ways others profit off of us, to show you that you're not the only one who can't figure this whole thing out. We all have stories and in telling those stories, we become the vehicle for wholesale change. Hey there, hope you are staying well and staying healthy. On today's episode, I am joined by Katie Smith. Katie is an inspired parent educator, trainer, and early childhood advocate. She was also the 2011 Minnesota Teacher of the Year. I wanted to talk to Katie because trying to understand what all is going on with this coronavirus is tricky enough as an adult, but what's it like for little kids? It was an absolute pleasure talking to Katie because she is just so full of life and wonder and love. And I think we all need a little extra of those things right now. I'll also say that she's talking specifically about little kids um, and how, how we interact with them during this kind of crazy time. But a lot of what she suggests is also something that could be very helpful for grownups. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, Katie. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Lily. Thanks for the invitation. Let's start with a little background. Who are you and what do you do? Sure. My name is Katie Smith, and I am a licensed parent educator. My work has been um, largely at early childhood family education as a parent educator. That includes classroom work and home visits, um, largely working with parents to help them navigate those first eight years or so of their child's growth and development. Well, I'm glad you're here talking to me today um, because we've got a lot of parents at home with their kids trying to figure out how do I talk to my child about a pandemic? So it's so, I mean, even having you said that, say that, right, pandemic, as we're both looking out at a sunshiny, gorgeous day, um, it feels almost unreal, this kind of time that we're living in. And what I'll offer everybody is just, especially to parents, just a whole lot of grace None of us have any experience with this. Um, We have some hardship in our life, certainly, or some tough times as a family that we've gotten through, but it's okay not to know all the answers right now um, and to just navigate it like one half day at a time or a day at a time um, and try not to get too caught up into the, um, the what if and the forever kind of stuff. What I'm always mindful of And I tell parents this, no matter the situation that they're coping with is, when you are well, children are well. Um, It's so important that parents are well rested, um, that they are keeping a joyful tone in their home, that they're keeping an eye, just one eye on the news at different times of the day, but certainly not taking it by fire hose. Um, And everybody's just doing their best. It's, it's tough to do self-care when you're also socially distancing. So for all of us, it's kind of creating a new normal and a new plan, um, not only for ourselves, but for our families. But most importantly, I think it starts with parents. How are you? Really, how are you? Uh, are you doing okay? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating well? Are you checking in with your friends? Are you reading something lovely? Um, Are you singing? Are you dancing? Are you um, having fun and feeling some joy about being a parent now? Those are the kind of touch points I would ask parents at this point, like a weekend, how are you? So how much do we tell kids about this? 
What happens when they start asking all of the why questions? I think what we um, tell kids when they start asking questions like, why are we home so many days? Um, We might say it's home season. Like most years have winter, spring, summer, and fall. And this year in 2020, we get home season. And all around the world, people are um, in their homes, reading books and playing games and um, doing their best and telling stories and dancing. And we are doing that too. So maybe to define it, really kids understand changes of seasons really early. Um, And so we might just call it for them a home season, which doesn't sound like the pandemic season, right? Or the end of time, right? It sounds like just um, a different kind of family life that we're going through. Well, and it seems to me that that would make it easier for kids to understand why they can't see grandparents or cousins or their friends because each of each of their friends is also having their own home season in their own homes. And, you know, grandma and grandpa are staying at their home. Absolutely. For a lot of parents, I just want to offer them this, that you don't have to have all the answers because you don't have all the answers. Like I don't have all the answers. You don't. Um, There's nobody on the planet right now that has all the answers. And so we have to kind of settle into this time of uncertainty. But what parents have, and they got on that very first day that they met their child, and um, it's a skill set that has grown over time, is a deep understanding of who their children are. Um, Right now, I'm on day 13 in my own home with my grown daughter and her two and a half, well, almost three-year-old son and her six-month-old baby. And what we know is those kids. And so trust yourself as an expert. You might read a a blog or a a Facebook post on someone who um, went a whole different route that you did, but there's a part of you that read it that thought, you know, that wouldn't be too much for my child, or that would be too scary for my child, or that would just open a whole nother line of questions. And so all that just to say, trust your own North Star as a parent. Earlier, you mentioned limiting their own anxiety and stress, but what are some other things parents can do to try to reduce the stress or anxiety a child might be feeling right now? So um, kids really do, especially small kids, and I'll tell you, um, my expertise kind of goes all the way up through um, late elementary school. The kids really do very much um, take a look at parents as the gatekeepers. You often see kids who are in social situations that they're not sure about, look to their parents almost as if to say, how do we feel about this? Or are you nervous about this? Are we okay with this? And so for parents to lower a child's anxiety um, is to lower your own. The other thing I think is to just take a look at the tone and the cadence in your house. Um, I wrote a blog post earlier this week because folks are feeling Like, what is the new normal? What does a routine look like here? And it doesn't have to be, right, uh, 8 to 8.30, this is what we do, 8.30 to 9, here's what we do. But we need to kind of settle into a new flow in our families. And so that kind of routine and structure, even though we're homebound, um, gives kids some security. It really is like the best thing that you can do for kids is to give them some predictability in their lives. And so predictability might be, Um, You have your meals at the same time every day, you have reading time at the same time, you go outside every single day, Um, and kids will tell you that they 
with their behavior that they appreciated. So anxiety with little kids often looks like sleep disturbances or outbursts or behavior disturbances in some ways. And so I would say don't assume that your kids are anxious about this until you start seeing signs of them being anxious. As grown-ups, all of us are anxious about this. And so we just assume, oh my goodness, my kids must be going through something awful too. And lots of them are flowing right now. Um, the kids who aren't are probably kids who have anxiety issues in other places as well. And parents who know, parents who have kids who are anxious understand that that's a whole different kind of parenting that you do with them. Um, and then for kids who start to experience some anxiety around um this home season, then parents are just mindful to watch. And I always think to shore up. So if your kids are anxious to shore up with your, um, your routines and your structure and a hopeful attitude. I love to tell kids all over that there are people all over the world right now trying to figure out this problem on our behalf. People will never meet. And um, even those of us in our own homes and our own families can do well to put good wishes and good hopes out for those folks who are solving the big problems by solving the little problems in our own homes and keeping peaceful and mindful and caring about one another. And so in that way, kids can feel a part of the solution. And when kids feel like they're a part of the solution, um, that feels more powerful than a powerless feeling that comes with anxiety. How should parents keep up with the news during the day when they've got little kids around? One of the things that has been great about going through this with an almost three-year-old in the house is I can't watch the news all day. I really can't. I can't turn it on because for a couple of reasons. Those are words that he would be interested in because he's not ever heard them before. Um, but it's not good for me. And so thank goodness for Daniel Tiger. I watch about a half hour of him every day, and he's very reassuring and calming and lovely. Um, but the world used to do a better job of protecting kids from media images and media that was frightening. Um, it was the late 80s when the um, Food and Drug Administration lifted some regulations on what we could advertise and show to kids. And if you're taking in a lot of media in the day, you're probably not doing well. Have your time, watch your one show, and get caught up to speed, but then turn it off. It doesn't, um, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you to know what to do in today's situation. Today says we have to stay home, and that's all we really need to know. And then catch up, and I would offer you to catch up um, just for one hour after the kids go to bed or um, to just dock your phone someplace and go and visit it instead of it being always with you. So your tendency is to look at it all the time. Remember that that's all designed to pull you in and to keep you interested and, and active online. And we don't need to be. When you're living with little kids, I think it's important to have a place and a time for that. I usually have mine docked over in the kitchen, and so the rest of the rooms in my house, I don't even think about using it. And then as soon as the kids are in bed, I catch up on everything there is. Um, and it's easier for me to take in print if I read it. The images are sometimes so hard, you know what I mean? So know yourself and know what your own level of stress can be about it and do some just radical self-care for yourself, especially if you're living with kids. Let's talk about some fun things oh, because, you know, we got we to gotta lighten things up yes. every once in a while yes. right now. Yes. Um, so what are some of the fun things or what are some fun ways that um, parents can 
helped their kids to learn the things that we all should be doing, like coughing into our elbows and washing our hands for 20 seconds. Right. So um, I think when parents get uh, back into a time that you wanted to change your child's behavior. So like a lot of times we start getting really serious about kids' behavior when we think, I really want a child who knows how to go to bed, or I want to potty train my child. We all get kind of in a different mode, a teaching mode. Um, And so this is a perfectly appropriate time to teach kids to do those things and to add a sticker chart or a happy dance or call grandma when they do it or um, make up a fun, silly song about it. By the way, most of us as grownups don't sneeze into our elbows, and so it's a good time for the whole family to practice. So washing your hands, you know this, and it's still really true. Sing your favorite song to it. Um, Happy birthday is a little confusing because most real little kids believe it's their birthday when you sing it, but um, something short and sweet to get it done. Yummy kinds of soaps, right, Um, that smell good. I like to put essential oils in it and see if I can surprise him. I even have a soap that has turtles floating in it. And my grandson thinks those are just the coolest things. That's really fun. Modeling it, but then also narrating when you're modeling it, right? So a lot of us just wash our hands. But if I was this, and I am in the house with little kids, I say it out loud. Oh, Mimi's off to wash her hands. I'm washing my hands, wash my hands. And I march over and do it um, so that every everybody knows when everybody's washing their hands. So now maybe more fun. Um, What are some fun activities to be doing with kids? You know, we've got a lot of kids home from school. So what kind of things can we do around the house? School is designed for classrooms of 18 to 30 kids, right? And much of it is designed to keep kids moving throughout the day. Um, And when kids are home, they have an opportunity for real deep learning. So do you remember third grade? It was a block, right, in FIAD, and then it was a block of reading and a block of something. This can be more of a Montessori kind of a model that you just maybe spend the whole day um, talking about orange, right, Mm. or fish, or clouds and because the child is interested in it. I think that there's a lot of anxiety about um, will my child fall behind and the whole world is in the same place and can I tell you this I've met and loved a lot of teachers and what they'll tell you is when this all gets back to where it was and by the way none of us know what the new normal will look like either but when it gets back to a place where kids are back at school every teacher is ready for that no matter what their home experience, their home season was like. Um, Teachers kind of have always taken kids at the door with grace and said, where are you at? And we'll catch you up or where are you at? And you know this. So we do all that anyway. And so here's what I, here's what I've had great luck with. And again, this is day 12. Um, I think one of our ideas is to put it all out there, right? Like take out all the toys and all the games and all the puzzles. But the trick is in schools, um, teachers put that stuff away and it comes out just occasionally and sparingly. Sometimes I think we overload kids with so much to do that they don't know what to do. And when there's fewer things to do, they dive deeper into the project. And so I made a sensory bin, right? With rice and lentils and black peas and or green peas and black beans. And it's not out every single day. I put it up and I put it away. And when I need to switch things out, I bring it down with something new in it. Like tonight, tonight when, our, when he gets up from a nap this afternoon, it will have a funnel in it. And so that will make it new to him, right? And then after he's done playing with that, when he walks away, I will put it away. 
And tomorrow I might bring out a cardboard box and markers and let him go. And I'll tell you that I've, it's been so fun to watch him stay at something for a long, long time because there's not so much to navigate. Remember, he moved into my house. And so I'm not, I don't have little kids of my own. So I don't have a ton of toys. I have some toys, but he's not missed a thing. And so one big thing a day, um, like we made Play-Doh one day um, and we made cookies another day. Oh my gosh, they were terrible. <laughs> Never bake with a three-year-old. <laughs> They're so awful. And he put so many sprinkles on it. It's ridiculous. But um, he sure loved the rolling and rolling and rolling. I never knew cookies could be tough, but they can be tough. Oh anyway. yeah, extra rolling makes them tough. Yes, so much rolling. So much rolling. Um, and so we have reading time and we have quiet time and we have big boisterous time. And we, we linger for a long time at meals. And um, I'll tell you, that seems to be one of the blessings of this home season is there's no rush, really. There's no rush to get it done. Do you know what I mean? So we can linger and take our time with things. That's really helpful. I think, um, yes, this is a conversation geared toward um, having little kids at home during this time and, and how we interact with them. But I think these are all lessons that we can all glean something from. I mean, even if it's just the idea that um, making a goal of finishing one project a day, that I think that's really helpful for kind of all ages. So my last question, um, what are some of the things that you hope for in our healthcare system related to COVID or not related? So I would say that the, our healthcare systems for kids and for families just need so many more mental health supports. Um, and it's such a tough time because I'm seeing people in my family who are losing their jobs this week and losing their health care um, or seeing some uncertainty about that. I wish that it wasn't tied right? It wasn't all tied together. Losing your job is going to be tough enough, but then to lose health care should, um, shouldn't be an added stressor or um, to make this pandemic even more frightening. And so uh, good mental health. And um, if our health care could help us by um, doing their best work to help us all fight this better, um, that would be awesome. If we felt like we were all on the same team, and maybe that that is one of the best things that will happen from this. When I think about it, um, I'm kind of moved by all of my friends and everyone I love is going through the same thing. And when I understand that, it helps all of us feel stronger. I wish healthcare was part of that team with us. And I think it can be. I think so too. Thank you, Katie, for taking some time and talking to me today. I know you've got a couple of sleeping grandkids, so I'm going to let you go. But I really appreciate you um, sharing your insights with us. I'm going to leave you with just one more idea. Please play, play, play. Play doesn't take anything except a playful heart, right? So play some games, be joyful, sing silly songs. Um, and for kids, play is essential to their mental health. And through play, we sometimes can learn what they're going through. And so see them and know them and love them and play with them. I think we all need some more playtime. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for including me in the conversation. Be well. You too.
We know it's hard to stay up to date on all that's happening around COVID-19, but we're here to make that a little bit easier. Our Stories, Our Health is committed to bringing you timely, science-based information through all of our information channels. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at OurHealthMN. That's O-U-R-H-E-A-L-T-H-M-N. Or head to our website for the latest stories and resources, OurStoriesOurHealth.org. We get through this together. Wash your hands, keep your distance, and we'll help to flatten the curve.